Welcome to the Identity Theft Resource Center's Weekly Breach Breakdown for January 29, 2021. I'm James Lee. Each week, we take a look at the most recent and interesting events and trends related to data security and privacy. This week, we hosted a special webinar as part of Data Privacy Day, and we're going to play that for you in just a few moments. Act 3 of Shakespeare's Henry V begins with the king's stirring call-to-arms speech as Henry's army begins the invasion of France. It's this scene that gives us our title today, Once More Unto the Breach, Dear Friends. For the 15th year, the ITRC has published an analysis of the publicly reported data breaches in the U.S., and there are significant shifts underway that impact both consumers and businesses. Before we begin the special webinar, if you have questions about how to protect your information from data breaches and data exposures, visit idtheftcenter.org, where you'll find helpful tips on this and many other topics and the 2020 Data Breach Report. If you think you have already been the victim of an identity crime or a data breach and you need help figuring out what to do next, contact us. You can speak with an expert advisor on the phone, chat live on the web, or exchange emails during our normal business hours. We'll be back next week with an episode of our sister podcast, The Fraudian Slip, with a special guest from the Federal Trade Commission as part of Identity Theft Awareness Week. And now, here is the 2020 ITRC Data Breach Report. Thank you for joining us today, and thanks to the NCSA for once again leading us all on Data Privacy Day. We've been working with the NCSA for a number of years, and it's uh, a vitally important work that uh, we're all collectively doing to help keep uh, our various constituents safe. This is also the day when the ITRC releases our annual data breach report. So we have been collecting information about data breaches going all the way back to 2005. So for 15 years, we've been analyzing the publicly reported data breaches in the United States, and we report on that. And that's what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes, is what did we see in 2020 at the Identity Theft Resource Center? The bottom line is basically three findings. First of all, is that the number of mass data breaches that we've seen for so many years and the number of individuals impacted are actually down. We're more accustomed to see those things continue to go up, but actually they are down this year. And they're being replaced by a different form of attack, which results in identity issues and data breach issues, that being ransomware and phishing. Second takeaway is the, the stealing of mass amounts of consumer information is, is out. That's not what cyber criminals want today. They're much more selective and they're much more targeted and much more strategic and they're much better organized, frankly. And today what they're interested in is accumulating logins and passwords. And that's what we'll talk about here in, in just a second with what the data shows. And finally, there is, an, there is another phenomena going on at the same time that we're seeing data breaches down, identity fraud up, but we're also seeing uh, fewer resources available to help the victims of any of these identity crimes and compromises. That's a separate discussion. We're not going to talk about that in this session, but it is a phenomenon that everyone needs to be aware of. So let's look at the actual data based on what we saw in 2020. 
So this is kind of a busy chart. So let me bottom line it for you. The number of data breaches in 2020 total is 1,108. That's a 19, almost 20% drop from the previous year where we were at 1,362. We hit the high watermark in 2017 when we had a little over 1,600 data breaches. So we've been coming down uh, since that time. But what we also see when we break these into their constituent parts, so that which is a true data breach where data is stolen, it is extracted from where it lives versus an exposure, which is where we see so many of these um, uh, cloud databases and cloud environments where the information is exposed, but it's not extracted. It's never really breached. It's just available for misuse if you know where to find it. So you can see that we have been generally trending down in all of these categories over the last few years. Now let's look at the number of people that this impacts. Now the ITRC doesn't look at records, we look at people. So the number of people impacted has drifted down over time as well. So big, big decrease this year, 66% year over year from 2019 to 2020. If you go all the way back to the high watermark, which for purposes of people impacted is 2016, that's an 88% drop that we've seen in that same period of time. Now you'll see on this chart, it's a pretty big number. It's a 2.5 billion uh, individuals. Obviously there's not 2.5 billion people in the United States. What this represents is uh, a number of individuals are breached multiple times in the same year. They're caught up in multiple breaches and they have multiple records as well. So you get to that 2.5 billion that way. Let's look at the root causes of these compromises that we're talking about, the true data breaches, uh, as well as the exposures. And they really fall into three buckets. It is either caused by a cyber attack, which is the primary cause today. You can see by just the sheer number of events that are related to these causes. Uh, human and system errors is second. And then the third bucket and the least number of actual attacks of the 1100 we had last year, physical attacks. They're rare, but they still do occur. So let's start picking these apart a little bit. So when we start about cyber attacks, if you go back a number of years, it used to be that it was the physical attack was the primary source of some form of a data breach. Today, it is clearly cyber attacks. And not only is it cyber attacks, it's two particular kinds of cyber attacks. So you can see here that ransomware and phishing are the top causes of data breaches today. Now there's, there's an interesting point to make here and that is those kinds of attacks do not rely on massive amounts of consumer data. They don't result in the theft of massive amounts of consumer data. It's highly targeted, both of them. They are looking primarily for logins and passwords or that's what they're using to execute those attacks are logins and passwords. They may have other data that they use if there's a verification process, but they buy that now in identity marketplaces. They buy the social security numbers, they buy the, the street addresses, the mobile numbers, all the other trappings of identity that you need to verify, they buy those in marketplaces. They don't need to steal them very much anymore. But today, that is where we are seeing this trend away from mass 
data breaches and toward targeted data breaches, looking for logins and passwords and using them in phishing attack and ransomware attacks. Second category, human and system errors. That's pretty self-explanatory. This is where you see this category of, of um, primarily uh, cloud databases where companies forget to uh, put on a password. So, you know, it's very basic stuff, but always remember, put on your password on your cloud environment. You are responsible for that cloud environment just the same way that you're responsible for it. If it's in your own server room, you're responsible for securing that data and protecting it. So that is the single largest uh, component of this human and system error is just organizations forgetting to put security on their cloud environments. In this particular case, it's just exposure. There's no data actually exfiltrated. It's not stolen. It's not removed. There's no evidence it was misused. It's available for misuse if somebody knows where to find it. And the last category you see here is physical attacks, uh, device theft, laptops, phones, primary, primary cause here, uh, not big numbers, you know, 30. Uh, people ask about uh, skimming devices. They still occur, they're in this category of a physical attack if it's a physical skimming device, but those are increasingly rare. We only saw five bre data breach notices as a result of a skimming device in 2020. So that kind of an attack is increasingly rare. What kind of data do you get uh, that is compromised in these kinds of attacks? Social security numbers still number one. Personal health information, PHI, also very valuable. Emails and passwords, we talked about this. Now, if we were to look at this chart a little bit differently, if we were to look at it over time, you would see that the number of emails and passwords uh, breached would, would climb as the year went on. So you, you would have uh, a trend line as data breaches overall are going down, but email and password going up. And if you look at the relative value of traditional data elements being sold in these under, underground marketplaces and the dark web, you would find that that email and password is far more valuable than that social security number. A social security number can go for less than 20 bucks, but your Gmail email address and password commands as much as $155. If you can get your hands on an actual administrator's password for say an Outlook uh, or an exchange administrator, uh, those go for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I wanna make a special comment about supply chain attacks. And that is we saw a number of them last year, not a big number, but a number of them, but they have a disproportionate impact. And that's what you see here where you have one organization breached, but it impacts multiple organizations because they're holding the data. And that's what is becoming increasingly popular with the attackers. They want to hit one organization and not hit multiple organizations because it's easier for them to monetize that. That's our data for this year. You can go to our website, notified.idtheftcenter.org, and you can see our full data breach report there. And if you have any questions, you can certainly ask them uh, by sending us an email or you can uh, also sign up for our, our notified data breach tracking tool and our routine reports. Uh, thank you for your time today and enjoy the rest of your data privacy day.